This is the Bigger Pockets Podcast, Show 102. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. What's going on, everybody? This is Josh Dorkin, host to the Bigger Pockets podcast, here with my co-host, Chris Kringle himself, Mr. Brandon Turner. We call him Chris Kringle Grinch. Ouch. Just kidding. You're not the Grinch. That's not very Christmas-like. No, you're you. you are not the Grinch. You are like uh, I don't know. What's another good Christmas person? Like R- Rudolph. You're like Rudolph over there. Nice. You know, everyone likes Rudolph because he can fly and he's got a red nose. <laughs> I don't know why that's like you, but trust me. It is. I don't either. Well, I don't either. All right. Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Thanks. Even How though most you? people probably aren't listening to this on Christmas because they're with their families. That's but whatever. That's right. That's all right. Am I allowed to say Merry Christmas? Of course you're allowed. Wait. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. I'm culturally sensitive. Look at me. There you go. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. But well, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm really, really pumped for 2015. And uh, I am. I I have like goals I'm setting for myself. So I'm uh it's gonna be a good year. Very good year. That's awesome. Congratulations. And I'm going to Hawaii in 2015 in like I've been told. Yeah, it's gonna be I know you keep reminding me every day. Yep, pretty much. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait for you to be gone. Yeah. (laughs) Have a good time. A day without talking to Brandon. I love it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Well, today, let me get to today's quick tip. Today's quick tip is we've said this before, but I want to reiterate. Almost every single week, we do webinars on Bigger Pockets that we invite anybody to. If you want to show up, show up. Uh, If you want to know what the current webinar is, just go to biggerpockets.com slash webinar, and I update that URL every week or two with the new uh, webinar. So if you want to come, it's free. We usually only have them like save the webinar for a week. So if you want to come, just show up. Uh, and then if you can't actually make it to the event, just sign up anyway. You can watch the replay later. And then uh, the following week, we'll have another webinar. So anyway, you should come. That's yeah. a quick tip. Good tip, good tip, good tip. Awesome. All right. Well, today we've got a cool show for you guys. Our guest is a guy I've known for years, but haven't really had a, a lot of uh, conversation with. And it's it's really cool to kind of hear more about his story. Uh, Scott Costello. Scott's a very, very savvy web guy. And he's a, he's the essential struggling investor. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's so cool talking to guys like Scott to hear it's not, you know, real estate just isn't as easy as they say it is all the time. And for some people, you know, it takes work and it takes time and, and fortitude. And, and if you can stick it out, you know, things can start to come together. And, and I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I did too a lot. I, I, it's nice to hear that people aren't like, I don't know, this is easy and this is, you know, anybody can do this. Like, it's nice to hear somebody who's, who's worked through the struggles and the overcoming those problems and those pitfalls and those uh, snags that everyone goes through, but nobody likes to talk about. And Scott's very yeah. open about those struggles. And I, and I love that. So that's great. Yeah. And, and for, for those of you who are listening, who may be struggling, you know, I, beyond listening, I mean, really take heed of what he did. Because I think his strategy for getting past the I'm not going to get started ever uh, phase because of X, Y, and Z, listen up and, uh, you know, listen to what he did because I I think it can prove to be really helpful to everybody out there who's who may also be having a hard time. So this show is sponsored by Airbnb. 
Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Passive income without the property headache? It's possible. There's a way to invest passively in real estate and get monthly income without any tenants, maintenance, or property management. The wealthy have been doing this for years, and if you're an accredited or high net worth investor, you too can collect cash flow without the headaches that come from owning rentals. How? By investing in a private real estate fund with PPR Capital Management. PPR's co-founder, Dave Van Horn, wrote the book on real estate note investing for BP. But he's not just investing in notes. Dave and his team also have an extensive background in commercial real estate. And with PPR Capital Management, they're strategically investing in both notes and commercial real estate nationwide. With over half a billion dollars in assets under management, PPR has provided individuals with a steady source of truly passive income since 2007 without ever missing a payment. Check them out at investwithppr.com. Again, if you're looking to get monthly passive income from an experienced team with a strong track record, go to investwithppr.com today. Are you about to sell a property? Wait like 60 seconds because this could save you thousands. Our friends at 1031 Pros have saved their clients more than half a billion dollars, with a B, in taxes with 1031 tax-deferred exchanges. With the 1031 exchange, you can say goodbye to the huge capital gains taxes when selling and roll your property's profit into another investment that could make you even more. Whether you're an individual investor, part of a larger group, or a title or real estate agent, 1031 Pros is ready to help. Trust me, I've done 1031 exchanges on multiple properties before, and it has saved me tens of thousands in taxes, if not more. With over 30 years of experience, 1031 Pros has handled over 20,000 audit-free exchanges, and they specialize in all types of exchanges, delayed, simultaneous, reverse, and improvement exchanges in all 50 states. And right now, Bigger Pockets listeners can get $250 off any exchange by visiting my1031pros.com slash BP. That's my1031pros.com slash BP to get $250 off today. Oh, and make sure to mention Bigger Pockets when you call. They take care of our people over there. All right, guys. Well, let's bring them on board. Scott, welcome to the show. It's good to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's uh, it's a joy. I've been uh, listening to you guys for a while, so this is I could hear the joy cool. in your voice. <laughs> I, I'm a laid back person, so you might not be able to tell my emotions. That's all right. That's all right. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I wish I was more laid back, though. I got to figure out how to get more laid back. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I stress too much. How, you got any tips for that? We're gonna start out with that one. Any tips? For, how do I become more laid back, Scott? Just clear your mind. Clear my it's mind. For, it's easy for some people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna work yeah, on that. I don't All right. think that's possible because he started with nothing. So. <laughs> oh, oh! Look at that burn! Oh, wow. Burn! All right, Scott. All right, Scott. We're how starting. do we do this? How'd you get started, man? Tell us about the origins of you and and real estate. Uh, it was a very slow start. I mean, I've always been interested in uh, real estate, at least housing, and uh, just going through open houses on my free time. Then I decided to uh, take a look at this book. I heard about Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which everybody who I know who's an investor has read that book, so it's not that uh, groundbreaking. But I read it on my honeymoon on our cruise ship in the Caribbean. Nice. Where'd you go? We went uh, Eastern Caribbean cruise nice. and then uh, Aruba afterwards. It was a nice two-week nice. vacation. That's yeah. awesome. I just did that last year, and so I, I did the Eastern uh, Caribbean. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. 
So anyway, you read Rich Dad Poor Dad on the cruise. I'm trying to throw you off here. That's my goal today. Yeah. <laughs> off track. All right. So you read Rich Dad Poor Dad on the cruise. And uh, what did that ignite in you? That just it changed my way of thinking about how I can make money. I mean, before I was happy with my stable nine to five job. Which was what, by the way? It's a software developer for okay. an engineering company. Create their in-house software. And uh, after what, once I read that book, I'd walk into work and it was just like, I really want to walk down these halls, say hi to the same people every day. No matter how hard I work, I make the same amount of money and I'm just making someone else rich. You're a New Yorker? I am from New Jersey. Okay, so clo- close <laughs> so enough. Close. Our, our, our ugly We share sister. similar accents. Yes. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. All right, no, that's, that's cool. All right, so, so your mindset was kind of changed and you said you know the origins took a little bit of a while to kind of get things going and you've got a website, The Struggling Investor, right? Struggling to get yeah. started. Yep. So you talk about that. Well, so why do you think it took so long? You know, what was the challenge for you what kind of kept you from just going, you know, right in and doing your 15th deal? There's definitely a couple things that were the reason why. I mean, I'm a kind of a cautious person in one sense that I like to know some answers before I get started in things. I can't just jump in and then go and then figure things out later. I'm a little too shy for that. And I was just starting a new family and I didn't want to jeopardize that going forward with finances and stuff because you always hear about horror stories on losing tons of money, investing in a bad house. So I wanted to be sure. And I couldn't spend a lot of of our income from our jobs on this or else my wife would be less inclined to let me do it. (laughs) So I had to, I had to come up with ways to, to invest without really spending any money. Nice, nice. And and I'm sure you and everyone else listening knows that Brandon wrote a book on that very subject. I I, I had to preempt it and plug it because he was bound to do it. (laughs) The book on low and no money investing at biggerpockets.com slash no money. It's it's got all sorts of stuff about that, but um, he was going to do it. So I I just decided I would. Um, Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so what did you end up? Well, you know, there's there's all sorts of ways to do it. What did you end up deciding w- would be the best path? And and I th- I do think it's interesting because you know you're not alone, right? There's a lot of no. people who are like, how do I get my spouse on board? They don't want me to spend money. I can't really throw down a lot of cash to do this. You know, I got to do something to kind of get them excited. Yeah, and it sounds like that not, was your plan. Yeah, she's still not excited about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't talk about it too much. It's just kind of in passing. As right, long as well, I get it, I get a check, then she's happy. But then we'll use she a pseudonym on the name of the podcast, so uh, you know <laughs> she doesn't know this is about you. <laughs> Thanks. So okay, so what was what was your first deal? Well, for, let me ask you this first: What did you get into? What what is your strategy for those people who don't know? Well, I got into uh, wholesaling properties, okay. pretty much strictly by like assigning the contracts. Okay. Okay. So l- let's talk about your. Well, first I want to know this, why wholesaling to start with? And then we'll talk about your first deal. So why did you choose wholesaling as the kind of the avenue to get into? Mainly because you could start it from home. You can not spend a lot of money getting into it. You can kind of feel your way around before you really jump in full board. And you can send out a hundred mailers here, hundred there, see how the phone calls come in, start talking to people without getting overwhelmed with having to see 10 properties a week or handle hundreds of phone calls. Yeah. So it, it gave me a feeling out stage to where I can start getting comfortable talking to other people. Yeah. And you can, you know, you, you bring up a good point. And I, I think a lot of people 
believe that you you have to jump in and send 10,000 mailers in order to get, you know, X number of, of people and, and create these funnels. And that works, right? But, mm-hmm. but it also works to send 100 and send another 100 and another 100. And it may take a little bit longer to get more leads, you know, because you're sending out less mail. But, you know, you, you go at your own pace and, and, you know, there's no rush. And I, I think, you know, a lot of people push. You got you to gotta do a million deals, a million things at once. And you don't. Exactly. Well, let me let me ask you this. Do you think wholesaling is a good way for other people to start? Like when you look back on your journey, do you think that was a good idea or do you recommend people start a different way? It really depends on your personality. I mean, if you're a cautious person, doesn't like to throw down a big chunk of change on a rehab or get involved in a buy and hold and a rental property, I think it's a great way just to kind of learn the ropes and figure out the business. I mean, because you're going to learn about rehab costs and you're going to learn about what a, a rental, what it takes to rent a property. It's definitely a great way to go if, okay. if yeah. you're a little timid. Yeah, I, I don't disagree at all. I think, you know, a lot of people choose wholesaling because it's what a lot of the gurus kind of push as the easy thing. But, you know, you've kind of always said, you know, you're the struggling investor, right? This takes work. This takes yes. effort. And so I always tell people, yeah, I mean wholesaling is a good strategy for getting started. It might not be the best for everyone. It's probably not the best for everyone, but I like the idea of wholesaling as a beginner strategy. If for no other reason, it helps you see kind of the whole picture of the rehab. You get to interact with rehab people. You get to interact with, you know, some landlords, you interact with motivated sellers. You get to learn marketing. You kind of learn everything with wholesaling. Yes, absolutely. It might even be like the most difficult like thing to actually learn (laughs) just because of the sheer volume of stuff you need to kind of know. Uh, so, I mean, do you have any tips for people just getting started with wholesaling? They're just starting today. Uh, they want to do it. What's your big piece of advice for that? Just start sending out mailers and getting people to call you because nothing happens unless people are calling you. You could read up about all the, the ways to do it, how to assign a property, whether you want to go after REOs or probates. And just like me, I spent a year just reading about all those things and I got nowhere. And you just... Just got to send out mailers or call people or get people on the phone and talk to them because it's the most important thing. Without that, it's it's not happening. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, so, you know, given the struggle and, and we're, we're going to get into kind of what everything looked like, why just stick it out? I mean, you know, it sounds like it was kind of tough and, you you know, you, you did a lot of stuff with less little results is my guess. And, and so, yes. you know, why why keep trying? You know, instead of just giving up. And this is, I'm stealing Brandon's thunder for our famous four, but, uh, you know. I think it's its just who I am. I, I enjoy the challenge. I, I, I need to build something. One of my hobbies are like woodworking or developing software. And this is sort of like the same thing. I'm building on top of my past activities until I can finally achieve what I want to. I mean, sometimes yeah. this process is more exciting than actually reaching your goal to me. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Well, tell us about the first deal then. Like, let's let's kind of get into that. And how long from, hey, I'm going to be a real estate investor to, <laughs> hey, I got a check in my hand. I just did my first deal. What, what was that well, like? That's about half my investing career between those two moments. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it took about three total years before I got my first wholesale deal. Wow. Half of it was just reading up, sending out a mailer here and there. I'm a shy person, so just getting the nerve to call people back when they left the message. And I don't really have a lot of time to 
spend toward with my nine to five job, which doesn't allow me to make phone calls during the day. And my son came around a couple years ago. I have like, it's like 10 o'clock to midnight is my free time. Yeah. So I'm not making phone calls. So I needed to get a partner. And after first two years, I found the partner. His name is Lance. And we worked together great because he had no money. I had some money. I sent out the mailers. And after about a six months working together, we, we finally got a call and this lady was, uh, her mother was in a nursing home and she needed to sell her house, her mother's house. And at first uh, our offer, she didn't accept it. But a couple of weeks later, Lance called me up, said, you'll never believe this. She accepted our offer. <laughs> nice. I was at work. I about, <laughs> I, I couldn't really jump up and celebrate, which took away from it, but it was still great. Yeah, so it took cool. about three years from the start. Wow. 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 So it took three years. I want to do it to the point I did it. Now, you're the first person I've we've spoken to on the show that said, hey, I went and took a partner to get started as a wholesaler. Um, I've not, I haven't heard this strategy before. And I think it makes sense. Like you're a guy who's stuck in that nine to five. You got your kid afterwards. You know, you can't make those phone calls. Plus, you know, you, you're not the, you know, the, the, the most, uh, you're a shy guy, right? So Absolutely. Um, no question. Outgoing was the word I was looking for. It wasn't coming <laughs> to my brain here. All right. So, so you've got this, you, you've got the partner who probably has, you know, the go-getterness that he wants to get on the phone. He's ready to do it, ready to do it. And he'll talk to anybody, right? Yeah, it was a necessity. I, I wasn't going to yeah. get where I wanted to go unless I partnered up with somebody. There's no so, doubt about it. So what did that look like? What did the actual partnership, what, like how did you decide to bring this guy or how'd you find him? And, and was it just like a 50-50 thing or? Well, I found him in, in a coaching program that I joined up with. Okay. And I, I joined up with that coaching program because I offered to trade some of uh, my technical skills for this guy coaching me. And he was coaching gotcha. a couple other people, and Lance was part of the, uh, the coaching program as well. And he was having issues because he didn't have a job and he couldn't spend any money. Gotcha. And my coach actually had a light go off in his head and said, you guys should partner up. <laughs> it's like, sold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, just, that just demonstrates why I I love the idea of partnerships. I talk about them all the time. I think chapter three in the book I wrote is all about that. And it's because like everybody has their strengths and weaknesses, stuff that you're it good at. It was bound to come up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say the word. I didn't I didn't, I didn't. tell people that they could go to biggerpockets.com slash no money to buy it. But <laughs> no, but I love the idea of, of partnerships because I don't know. I mean, there, there's so many things that I'm not good at in life. And, and one of those is having cash. Like I could I've, attest to the other 9,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of things I'm not good at. I mean, I don't like answering the phone. I'm kind of a shy person as well, which would probably shock a lot of people, but Josh knows that. Like, when I get into a crowd of people, like, I'm like, uncomfortably, the yeah, it's really, yeah, I'm uncomfortably shy. Guy in the corner. Yep. Yeah, that so, is me. Yeah, That's me. yeah. So I get, I don't like answering the phone. So, like, anyway, partnerships really resonate with me quite a bit in that regard. So maybe we can kind of, you know, focus, talk about partnerships a little bit. Cause I know a lot of sure. people out there in this are in this kind of the same boat. So you found your partner at that kind of thing. Where, where do you recommend people today finding partners? Like where should they go to look for a partner? Do you just put an ad on Craigslist or, or what? how should you go back <laughs> looking for and one? Is, how? Sure. Yeah. It's a tough thing. I mean, it kind of just fell into my lap because I wasn't looking for a partner at that moment. Mm -hmm. I was, it was sort of like a realization after my coach said that you should partner that this could be a good thing. I mean, it, he just happened to compliment my weaknesses very well. And yeah. that's kind of what you should look for. I mean, you should recognize what you're weak at and then just 
build relationships by going to real estate meetings and just talk to people. And eventually you'll find someone who just really compliments what your weaknesses are. And then you guys can explode from there. It's yeah. Yeah. What did you guys do on that first deal? How much would you make on the wholesale? We made uh, $10,000. Okay. Just pretty okay. good stuff. And and from the start to the the end of the actual deal, this was it. Sounds like it was a probate. No, it wasn't a yeah, probate. She was, was in a nursing home. Yeah, it was almost like an executor. Like the woman's daughter had the the right to sell the property. Okay. So we bought it from her, and it it came together pretty quickly once she agreed on it. It was pretty straightforward. We assigned yeah. it. We found our buyer within like a week. Do you remember how you found the buyer? Uh, it was through a connection we made at one of our local real estate meetings. Okay. Nice, nice. Yeah. And, and, and were you specifically targeting that kind of lead when you guys had come across it? Or where did they come from? Or how, how did you kind of come across these people? This was a, an out-of-state owner. So we were targeting out-of-state owners, absentee owners that we got from the tax records that we pulled. Gotcha. In New right Jersey, on. they're right online. So I could just download the, an Excel file, filter it, and then just put the mailings together. New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so you got this first deal. It took you three years. It took Lance. You guys closed. You're ecstatic, but you couldn't show it. <laughs> then what happens? You know, now now are you, are you like super hyped up? Are you motivated? Did you increase the uh, the amount of mailings you were doing? You know, what was kind of like the next progression in your investing? Well, after the euphoria that it actually wholesaling can actually work. <laughs> we got excited. We, we pumped up the mailings a little bit, but not too much because we didn't want to run out of money. Yeah. So just kept sending them out. We'd get some close ones and nothing came for another six months to a year. Wow. So it's, it's been now was, was that because of the number of mail? I mean, I'm assuming you were getting phone calls. You know, you, I, yeah. you make it sound like nobody was calling. I'm assuming you're getting the calls. No, we, just were, yeah, we'd get the phone calls. I mean, but... I mean, our volume wasn't that high because, I mean, we didn't have a lot of funds because we only had one deal working behind us. Yeah. So it was, I mean, we'd get 30 phone calls a month. After a while, you should get some deals. I don't know if it was our market or just us, but it yeah. was, uh, it's still tough. I mean, even to this day, we, we struggle between deals that, I don't know, it's yeah. tough to say. It's yeah, one it's of those okay. ice Listen, you're not alone in, in the struggle, though, yeah. man. I mean, that's that's the beauty of of kind of what we do, right? I mean, yep. bigger pockets. We're all about you know trying to help one another be successful, and everybody's kind of, you know, we we don't all go from zero to hero overnight, like you know, the the TV guys will make you believe. You know, it's so there's a lot of people who are going through what you've gone through, a and b. You know, what's unfortunate is there's a lot of people who went through what you went through, but they stopped after year one. They stopped after year one and a half. They stopped after year two. And they didn't get to the point where they got the first deal and the second and so on and so forth. And so, you know, what do you, what do you say to those guys? Because, you know, I, I think you're probably the best guy we've had on, on the show. And what, what is this, show 102 and 102 shows to tell them, like, you know, what, what advice do you have for those guys? Well, it's... Uh... I mean, you have to kind of analyze, is it right for you after a while? I mean, there's many highs and lows. And what keeps me going is, I mean, having a partner helps because you can talk to him. But you have to surround yourself with other like-minded people. I mean, bigger pockets is key because you're always talking about real estate and different ways to go about it. And maybe you're just not 
hitting the right angle for you and you have to adjust yeah. and change your way of going. I mean, you can't look at how other people are pro- progressing to, for real estate. You have to kind of take it at your own speed because I, I see a ton of people starting up last year who are well beyond my point, but I just have to keep reminding myself that I'm on a slow path. Yeah. It's not going yeah. to go quick right now. And I just have to see it through, just keep going at it, and eventually things will pick up. I'll hit a breaking point where it'll just explode. That's great advice. Really, really good advice. And, and I, I think the, uh, you know, I, I think anybody listening really, really needs to take that in because, you know, life is not a race. I'm not racing Brandon. I'm not competing against him. I'm not, not competing against. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I've been struggling for <laughs> years to try to beat you. I mean, come on. Whoa, 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 <laughs> easy, Tiger. Hold on now. Uh, is that what that little laser pointer on my head always is? It is. You know, you I'm coming guy. for you. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, we're 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 all kind of living our own path, right? And and so, you know, don't don't let it get to you if you know that that other guy's kicking butt and you're kind of slow or whatever it is, you know. Take take things little by little and and do what works for you. Um, as as you know, Brandon and I talk about a lot. You know, there's no one path to success. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just to add to one more thing you said too, just to sure. kind of accent it. You talked about you know hanging out with certain people that are real estate minded is so important. Um, one of my favorite. I just wanted to share one of my favorite quotes of all time. I think Jim Rohn said it first, uh, and we've said it on the podcast before. But you are the average of the five people you hang out with the most. Uh, I love that quote because it's so true. Like the people that you associate with the most in your life are the ones who you end up being like. So I you know, believe it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it. Look around. I mean, like tell the people listening, look around. Who do you, who do you associate with the most? The five people. Uh, write those people down and then look at, are, you are the average of those people. Uh, and if they're not the kind of people that you want to be, I'm not saying dump your friends, but pick up some new ones. And I mean, that that is why I push people all the time. I say like, if nothing else, if you're brand new, hang out on bigger pockets or listen to the podcast or go to real estate clubs, whatever. Even if you have nothing to contribute yet, just hang around and get involved in those conversations because you will become like the average of those people you hang around with. So that's yeah. just my call to action to people is to, you know, start hanging around with those five people. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how you'll notice that your friends will will shift once yeah. you start really focusing on one aspect like real estate. You'll forget the people who are in the sports or just hanging out on the weekends to being more vo- motivated and wanting to get stuff done on Friday and Saturday nights instead of just going out to the bar or something. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, so back to the partnership thing. What if, you know, what if somebody feels they have nothing to bring to the table? You know, they're brand new. They're like, Hey, I, I don't know what I can bring. You know, what would you tell that person? You know, maybe they don't have money and they don't know a lot, but they're looking for somebody They're Maybe they're willing to work. Is that, is that enough? You know, the hustle? Could be. I mean, I needed someone to, to work and do the hustle things because I, I couldn't. Yeah. There's always something yeah. that yeah. you can compliment someone else on. Yeah. I mean, if it's hustle, it's hustle. And you said something earlier that, uh, you know, I meant to touch on earlier, but you mentioned that you got connected to that, that coaching guy who, you know, helped you kind of mentor you and how to do stuff um, based on the fact that you knew how to build websites or do software development, right? Like you yeah, could do I helped him build his websites. Right. Yeah. So, and I love that point is that you, you had a skill that was not real estate related. I mean, I mean, maybe sort of, but like it was a real world skill that you just had from your day job uh, that you could then apply 
uh, to help somebody else. And there's so many tasks for like an experienced real estate investor that people could do just like that. I mean, maybe you don't know how to build websites, but maybe you know how to, you know, fix a leaky faucet, or maybe you know how to drive a car, or, you know, a door knock. I mean, there's so many things that investors need. And, and the fact that you did that, I think it's just cool. So the yeah, driving man. a car and knocking on doors is a, a highly sought out skill, Brandon. That is right. Like that's, a, I mean, if you know how to drive, that that puts you better than half of the world population. So, you know, like you said, everyone's got something. <laughs> All right. So what qualities, I mean, like talking a little bit more about the partner things, what do you recommend? I guess, I don't know, in going, in looking for a partner, if let's say I'm a brand newbie right here and I have no idea what I'm doing and I find a guy and he says, yeah, I want to be partners with you. You know, what next? I guess, what do you, what do I do? How do I look into that person? What happens? Well, the, the main thing that has to work is you kind of got to be, have the same morals and values. I mean, if one guy is all about the money and you're not, it's not going to work out. If he's always trying to scam someone or, yeah, and you just don't feel comfortable with the way he, maybe he's, he's walking the gray line all the time. And if that's not you, then you can't, the partnership won't work. You'll get into a fight. Yeah. And you also can't, I don't think you can, I don't believe you can be partners with a close friend either. Really? Because yeah, business will just get in the way. Mm. I mean, I've seen it in money and just in your morals because you find out a lot more about your best friend than you ever thought you did <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And I think, I think people choose their best friend because it's convenient sometimes. Like people choose partners based on convenience and not based on quality or skills. And I, and I think that's a mistake. And I think that's, you know, probably kind of what you're getting at. And, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You, just because it's your best friend doesn't mean you're going to be good in business together. So Correct. this show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb. And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We're always looking for ways to improve, searching for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for better is by matching with quality candidates. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BiggerPockets. Just go to Indeed.com slash BiggerPockets right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash BiggerPockets. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As home prices and interest rates continue to rise and inventory levels dip, it's getting harder to find quality flips and wholesale deals. When there's not enough on-market inventory to go around, it's time to start looking off-market. Lucky for you, there are millions of homeowners nationwide who own a property they need to get off their hands. I got two words for you, my friend. PropStream it. PropStream is the leading real estate data provider and recognized as a Tech 100 honoree by Housing Wire for the fourth consecutive year. With PropStream, you can search over 155 million properties nationwide using 120 plus search filters like pre-foreclosure, bankruptcy, pre-probate, failed listings, and more to help you find motivated sellers in seconds. PropStream offers both public record data and an MLS sales estimate that's over 99% accurate to help you get the most accurate comps even in non-disclosure states. PropStream also provides lead automation, skip tracing, and a marketing suite with emails, postcards, and custom landing pages to close more deals efficiently. Get started today with their seven-day free trial and get 50 leads for free. Head on over to www.propstream.com BP. That's www.propstream.com BP. You might think you want real estate, but that's not true. What you really want is passive income. With new investors struggling to find deals or get enough money to buy them and veteran landlords tired of the constant tenant phone calls, is there a better alternative? Actually, there is. Short notes from Connect Invest. Connect Invest is an online investing platform that allows you to easily participate in passive real estate investing, and all you need is $500 to start. Short Notes collectively funds a diversified portfolio of commercial and residential real estate projects across acquisition, construction, and development phases. You'll earn a fixed monthly income without the hassle of owning or managing real estate. Head to connectinvest.com BP to create your account. Fund your digital wallet with at least $500. Select from 6, 12, and 24-month short notes with annualized return rates up to 9%. Then sit back and let your monthly returns roll in. Join today by visiting connectinvest.com VP. Connectinvest.com VP. Looking back... If you were to start over, you know, looking at the past few years of your investing from the very beginning, what would you do differently today? I would cut out the year and a half of educating and okay. just start getting the mailers to come in or calls to come in because and that stunted my growth greatly. Yeah, yeah. and that's good I'm advice. Far behind because of that. Would you? Well, but you're not okay. behind anything now, right? <laughs> what, are you, what are you behind? Yeah, it's true. I mean, my right. expectations. I guess that's about okay. It. There you go. <laughs> So, okay, so starting over today, would you still do the mailers, like the actual physical mail? Would you send that out uh, or would you focus more on like online or would you focus more on, you know, other other avenues to get leads? I'd uh, change a few things. I, I'd start up a web page right away. Okay. Whether I'm driving leads to it or not, I'd start it up because there's value in the age of the website. Whether it's been around for two years or seven years makes a difference and you can't make that up. And uh, I'd also hire out the uh, putting the mailers together. Right. I've met a few people on Bigger Pockets that can do that type of thing, and it would save me a lot of time because I was in charge of putting the mailers together, and I didn't like those nights. Yeah, no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I think that's something that you know you can 
people can budget for, right? I mean, you, yeah. you know, your time is is worth money, and you know, staying up, stuffing envelopes, getting paper cuts, and you know, <laughs> licking licking things, or it may not be uh, for you. And 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 so you know, pay save up and and pay somebody a pay service to do it. Yeah. Put that in the budget. You know. I'm totally doing this out of order. I probably just interrupted you, Josh. I just wanted to make sure I said this before uh, before we gloss over it. The fact that you said get a website right now because time matters, I just wanted to emphasize that point that if you are out there, a listener listening to this show right now, and you don't have a website, even if you don't think you're going to need one for another six months to a year, like you said, get one today. Just build, put up something now so that way a year, six months from now, whatever, two years from now, it's starting to get seasoned and kind of uh, more friendly in Google's mind. So anyway, I just don't want to gloss over that because that's a really, really important point. And it's cheap too. It takes like 10 bucks and you're up and running. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, straight up, if you don't have 10 bucks to put into a website, you probably don't, <laughs> you, sh- you shouldn't start investing. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm I'm the guy True. who keeps dissuading people from real estate. If you <laughs> if you can't cobble together ten bucks, don't do this. Go go get a you know a job. Start saving money. I mean, you need a little bit of money to start doing this. You really really do. So and we're, and we're going to come back to websites. We we, we want to yeah. talk about that. But before we get there, I had a couple of really really quick questions on and more of the deal stuff that that you've done. Um, sure. I, I'm not sure how many deals you have done, but like, what was say like, what was the coolest deal that you've done? Well, I can't say there's one that's been cool outside of the one that made me the most money. Okay, what was that? <laughs> we made about uh, 15 grand. Just it's a straight up wholesale deal. It took a little bit to get working because Northern New Jersey sellers always need to get a lawyer involved. Mm. So it just it takes months sometimes just to get through all the lawyer back and forth because mm. you're working on their time. Yeah, that was frustrating at the time, but it was cool and the best deal in the end because we made the most money. Yeah. So, and what was the most harrow- harrowing experience you've had, you know, from a deal perspective? Uh, we had one deal where we negotiated a contract, and we couldn't find a buyer because they just weren't going to give us enough money. So, luckily, we were able to go back to the the seller, and we negotiated so we can make. Four hundred dollars on the deal because we, <laughs> we had a buyer. We knew exactly how much they were gonna they were gonna pay us. So we, I mean, who's gonna wholesale a deal for four hundred bucks? But yeah, yeah. better than we had the money. We had the money in hand, so why not? And yeah. why did why did they do that? I mean, you know, they got a contract with you. I guess you could have just walked, but you know, what was their incentive to renegotiate? Uh, they just probably the house was on the market for a long time. They needed to get out. And yeah, they didn't want to go through the whole process again. Yeah, it's just it's just easier sometimes to just yeah. take the, take what you got and go. Makes sense. Makes sense. And have you done anything other than wholesale deals, or has that been all that? That's you've done? it. That's okay. it. Okay. I have dreams okay. of rehabbing a property. Yeah. And I'm I debate all the time about being a landlord, but I'm not <laughs> too sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you'll figure it out, man. You'll figure it out. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. So you know what? One of the keys to wholesaling is marketing, right? I mean, you got to get leads, you got to get good leads and and not wait around for three years and pulling your hair out for those leads, yes. right? So yes. um, you, 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 you've become pretty adept at, at website lead gen. You know, I, I guess what would you tell somebody who says, all right, you, you said I need a website. Great. Now what? Well, now if you decide to uh, want to get leads from that website instead of it just being a company website, you got to start putting in a lot of hard work in terms of uh, attracting those people to your website. And that's where it comes in. You start having to write articles that show up high on Google. And that's where having the age on your website comes in handy, 
And then you have to know how to do keyword research. And eventually you hire it out and you have someone else do it for you. Nice. There you go. Because it is is pretty time intensive. The whole SEO process, search engine optimization, is a time intensive process. It's, you know, one of the the jobs I do here at BP is, you know, writing good articles and stuff. And it takes a long time to to research and to write stuff. And and, and so what what can people do, I guess, what kind of articles should people be writing? I mean, are you writing about, you know, how to, I don't know, make popsicles in your freezer? (laughs) I mean, like, what do you what do you write about on this website? You basically have to put yourself in the mind of your target audience. Say okay. you're dealing with probates, you have to put yourself in their shoes and figure out that you're going to have questions. And as the investor who's creating the content, you have to answer those questions. And then using like keyword research, you find the best term to include in that, that answer. And you write an article. I mean, it's... It doesn't have to be long, but it has to be good and it has to build trust with the reader. Do you have any suggestions on what, like, what are the questions that people are at? I mean, what are people typing into Google? Uh, I don't even know your exact keywords, you know, but like, I mean, what kind of things do people ask for on the internet to try to get to your site? Really? Do you really want to know that, Brandon? I do. What do people ask <laughs> on the internet? Because I've seen some of your searches. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't talk about them here because it'll offend a lot of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, yeah, what are they searching for? Besides cat, cat videos. They're searching for like, how do I sell my house within the probate process? Okay. Uh, can I sell my house before the, the whole estate has been settled? Uh, what do I do with the house that I inherited? Are there any taxes? That sort of thing. I mean, it's yeah. down to the nitty gritty. You want to be as specific as possible. You're not after a wide audience. You're after a small subset of that audience. And by writing multiple articles about small, precise things, you'll eventually build up to where you're getting a lot of leads. Now, are you targeting your content to specific localities? I mean, how do I buy a probate in you know southern New Jersey? How do I buy, you know, how do I what's the probate process in, um, I don't know, Atlantic City? I mean, is it that specific or, or are you uh, doing a little broader? You can. I, since New Jersey is not very large, I, I target the entire state. Yeah. But the more specific you are, the better. I mean, if you can just target a specific city, yeah. that works out to your advantage because you'll have less competition. Yeah. And people are always going to be looking for, how do I sell my house in Marshtown, New Jersey? Yeah. All right, so you got people coming to your website. You've got this content that you produced. Um, you know, why why are people? Um, what are they going to do on your site now? You know, they've made it to your website. What what next? Well, they're going to hopefully read the article, enjoy it, and have some trust in my answer, and then they'll most likely be somehow funneled toward a uh, content fill out form where they yeah. can enter in their their basic information. I don't want them entering in everything right off the bat because it's too daunting. So just like their name and their phone number and their address. So then I'll get a notification and they'll get forwarded to a, uh, a secondary form if they choose to fill out, which, which will give them the opportunity to give me more uh, detailed information about why they're selling, number of bedrooms and bathrooms, and what kind of repairs they need and what they're looking for. Yeah. So it's kind of a two-step process that has proven to work much better than the single form. Interesting. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, you know, is Google the only place that matters, you know, or, or 
do you get leads from Bing and from, you know, I don't know, other actually other search engines, you know, Yandex in Russia? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've gotten one from there yet. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. But uh, I mean, it's, it's the major player in it. I mean, you, you'll definitely get leads from Yahoo and Bing and some other like askme.com, some weird places. But yeah. And I just focus on Google and then the other ones kind of fall into place after that. Yeah. yeah. And are you doing, beyond the SEO, are you using like Facebook or, or any, any kind of like paid traffic to your website? You know, hey, uh, putting up ads for like, you know, we, we buy houses or I buy houses and wherever the heck you are. Are you doing any of that stuff? I haven't started doing that yet. It's a plan for next year, possibly, depending on my budget. Get a few more deals, I'll definitely do it. Yep. But it's a tricky trial and error process where you kind of got to hone in on which keywords you want to use because you can spend a lot of money and get nothing if you do it wrong or not paying attention to it. Yep, 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 absolutely. And we, we, we do that a lot. I mean, we, we do pay traffic and it's, you know, if you get it wrong, you could spend a lot of money. You can mm-hmm. definitely blow a lot of cash. Um, what other tips do you have in terms of using a website, right? Uh, you, you know, or in terms of just building one, you know, should somebody have a website if somebody were going to be a wholesaler? Should they have a, a buyer site uh, to attract buyers, a seller site to attract, you know, sellers? Should they have separate sites? Should they put them on one single site? What's your theory on that? I definitely go with having separate sites for your main focuses like sellers and buyers and then your company site just because yeah. if you don't want your potential sellers to see all the information about your buyers it's just it's either you're hiding that from them or you just don't want to overwhelm them with information yeah you just want to have them focus you want to get them to the contact form have them fill it out and that's it you don't want them browsing around see what you do after you get the property yeah. or anything like that it's and it keeps the website simpler makes yeah. sense makes sense do you have do you have any other final tips about just you know building a website creating leads on on websites anything like that if you can find someone to write the content for you i mean it's your business site and with the the keyword content it gets kind of boring to write it and it's not worth your time so if you can hire out someone for 50 bucks to write an article do it yeah yeah. You know, a, a good friend of mine, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to him. He's got a company called Blog Mutt. And, uh, you know, it's a professional blog writing service for pretty much any vertical. They, they've got professional writers and, and they'll do it. But there's other companies that do that as well. And so, yeah, that's, it's not a terrible idea to outsource that job. Cool. It sounds like it costs a lot of money, but it's not really, saves me so much more time than, I mean, I'm a slow writer. So it's, yeah. It's been a godsend when I found this person to write them for me. Awesome. Cool. cool. Uh, and just, I mean, that is another thing, just people, just an idea for people. If you are a Bigger Pockets pro member, go write in the marketplace. You know, put up a marketplace posting, hey, looking for somebody to write articles for me on my site. Because some people, going back to what we talked about earlier, are really good at certain things like writing. You know, they could knock out a 500 word article in 20 minutes or whatever. And if you paid them 50 bucks, they'd be ecstatic for that. Or even you know, <laughs> 20 bucks, they'd be ecstatic for that, right? And some people, you know, I don't know aren't good at that. So just, anyway, if you're a pro member, go put that in the, in the marketplace today. Um, and if you're not, yeah, you if you're not great. And yeah, there you go. That's there a good go. reason to do it. Biggerpockets.com yep. slash pro. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we move on to our deadly. It's time for the fire round. I've been waiting 
waiting for this. All right. <laughs> These questions come to you straight from the Bigger Pockets forums. And uh, I yes. know you're in the forums, so you've probably seen some of these, but uh, let's, yes. let's get started here. Number one, is Craigslist a good source to start with when searching for buyers and sellers to start wholesaling? I've always found it better for buyers than sellers. Okay. Interesting. Why, why do you think that is? I don't know. It's just a, probably a trust factor in terms of people going on there to sell. They, they may not trust the people that they attract. Okay. Just my Very guess. I haven't been a big Craigslist person, so I don't know. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. What about your favorite strategies for finding wholesale opportunities? Uh, favorite strategies would be uh, direct mail and, uh, yeah. and the website. Just website I like just because it works passively in the background. I get emails at night when I'm not even doing anything and throughout the day. Yeah. But they just, it doesn't bring in the volume that direct mail does. And really quick, because we didn't ask before, you, you had talked previously about uh, targeting out-of-state owners. What other strategies in direct mail do you, uh, do you use? Do you target anyone else? Uh, we target probate and out-of-state owners, strictly. Okay. Right okay. on. All right, cool. Uh, next question. Do you have any good advice for creating a buyer's list? And can I add to that? Is one necessary? For me, I mean... I haven't put much effort into creating a buyer's list at all. I mean, it, you hear about it, that's the first thing you should do. But I've never had problems finding a, a buyer once I had a good deal in my yeah. belt. I mean, I probably have four people on my buyer's list. You don't need 100? No, definitely not. Thousand. Basically, just need one or two good ones. <laughs> come, I mean, we come on, our software will build you a buyer's list today. <laughs> By now. All right. Now. Next all question. Right. All right. Is it necessary to discuss how much you would make wholesaling a deal to a seller? So if you're talking to a seller, do you need to say, hey, listen, I'm going to take this deal. I'm, I, I may you know, sell it on, uh, transfer it to a partner, you know, do whatever language you use, and I may make X. You know. Is that something you talk about? Uh, we don't talk about it. I mean, it, if they ask, we probably will tell them, but we're not going to disclose it to them that say we're going to sell it for $15,000 afterwards to another buyer. I mean, yeah, they should just be happy. I mean, they should just be happy, but <laughs> that sounds terrible. You're you're getting rid of a problem for them, so yeah, yeah it's they're yeah. happy just selling the house. Yeah, so I, I mean, wouldn't rock the boat with yeah, you know. All right, um, all right. Is it is it good to find wholesale deals using the consumer MLS? Like, can you find good deals on the MLS to wholesale? I'm sure you could, but I have never found any. Okay, <laughs> there good. you go. There you go. All right. Uh, my last question. How does somebody write up an assignment contract and what clauses should they include? And, and mind you, Scott is not an attorney. So talk to your attorney, please, on this question. I don't know why I'm even asking it. But like, what, you know, what, what's the key to a wholesale contract, Scott? Uh, well, we simply just use the standard New Jersey state real estate contract, which doesn't say you cannot assign the property. So it's assignable. So we just assign it from there. Okay. okay. And I know some states are like that. I know Texas is like that too. Like unless it specifically says you can't assign it, you can. And I don't know if all states are like that, but I know that some are. So anyway, another reason why you should talk to an attorney because every state's a little different. Yes. But cool. All awesome. right. Let's move on to our world famous. Famous for. Famous for. Uh, let's see. Number one, you, you know these are coming, but number one, what's your favorite real estate book? Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, just because it, Changed my thinking. Cool. Me too. Nice. Right on. Right on. What about favorite business book? Favorite business book. I mean, I don't know if this is considered a business, but I love the How to Win Friends and Influence People. Cool. Dale Carnegie, mm-hmm. good book. Yeah. 
I, I think that, you know, I, and I wonder if we should add like a third book, like a, you know, <laughs> personal development book. We right? could ask yeah. like, what's the last book you read? We could add that and make it a famous five. Uh, what's the last book you read? I mean, mine would be like, what's your favorite sports team? That would be my famous five. That would be the Yankees, but there you go. Last book I've read, I haven't read one in a while. All right. To be honest with you. All right. We're not going to add that question yet anyway. I like famous four. (laughs) All right. No point in rocking the boat just because we're in the new year. So whatever. So we got, we got business book. What about hobbies? What you know? What, what are your hobbies? And what, what since this is the new you know this is a New Year show. This is the Christmas uh, show, actually. Josh. Well, New Come Year's on. is coming. You Come know on. what? What is Come your on. plan for 2015? <laughs> so, what are your hobbies? And I, I I'm just screwing this whole thing up. Let's start with your hobbies, and then you got to tell me what your plans are for 2015. All right, my hobbies. I love playing sports as long as I don't hurt myself, which I I did last year, and I just came off ankle surgery. Ooh, so that was fun. Yeah, and. uh Fantasy sports, nice playing golf. I mean, those are my free time hobbies that I enjoy doing. Now, knowing that golf is the one sport that you really can't get hurt, I hurt myself every time I play. You can like <laughs> you can get hurt playing golf. I've oh man, hurt. I I throw my back out. Hurt your yeah, back. <laughs> it's so bad. I I had a vision, Josh, of you like golfing <laughs> and then like going back to swing and then hitting yourself in the head with your like. <laughs> What's it called? Golf it's club, right? Just golf bam. Is like, golf is like the least, you know, like machismo of sports. And then it's Absolutely. like the one sport I cannot play because I keep hurting myself. That's funny. That's funny. All right. My, all right. 2015, your plans. I, no. What do you got lined up? Uh, my plans for 2015 are fairly similar to 2014. Just kind of keep advancing my website, get some more, try some paid advertising, and get some more wholesale deals and maybe nice. look into rehabbing. Right on. Yeah, that goes. I mean, I try to keep it simple because I don't have a lot of free time. So it's only usually two or so goals that I set every year. Nice. I think that's good, actually. I think that's right good. on. All right. My final question What do you believe sets apart successful real estate investors from those who give up, fail, or never get started in the first place? It's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just determination and being able to keep your head down through the bad times and just having a proper mindset. I mean, it, it all comes back to that and it's, it's most important and it helps you build relationships because you're positive and people want to be around you. So yeah, that's the way, that's the way it goes. Awesome. Awesome, man. All right. So where can people find out more information about you? Yeah. Uh, you got your website. So, you know, plug away yeah, and, and your blog. And- my website, strugglinginvestor.com is my blog. It's the best place to, to find me and ask me questions or just figure out what I'm doing. Cool. Nice. Cool. And awesome, uh, we'll also link to we'll link to that and to your Bigger Pockets profile in the show notes at biggerpockets.com slash show one zero two. Awesome. Okay, great. Uh, well, listen, man, we're we're uh, very thankful for you coming on the show. Definitely appreciate you you talking a little bit about the struggles before I let you go. Anything you want to add? Anything you want to, you know, any you know, any wisdom you want to bless us with, anything you want to impart upon the listeners. Yeah, go to biggerpockets.com. Oh, there you go. Hey, Good that guy. was great. Good no, guy. That was awesome. Cool, man. Well, listen, thanks again for being a part of our world. Thanks for coming on. We definitely appreciate it. And uh, happy holidays to, to you and yours. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you around the Bigger Pockets community. Well, thanks for having me. Same to thanks, you guys. Scott. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. That was Scott Costello here on Show 102 of the Bigger Pockets podcast. Once again, Thank you to Scott for coming on board and being so open about his story. Otherwise, 
big thanks to everybody. This is Christmas, and my Christmas gift to me is is uh, is just you know having all these awesome success stories that that you guys have shared with us. And if you haven't shared one already, please do. Please let us know how the site has been helpful to you. You know that that would be a really really great gift for me uh, and and for the whole Bigger Pockets team to hear you know how the site is impacting you and your life. So uh, take take a few minutes and, and share with us. Uh, how you're doing. And not only does it help us kind of feel good about ourselves, but it also helps you get more business because when people see that you're successful, they're attracted to you. Uh, success begets success. So uh, sharing success stories does that. And you can find those on the forums at biggerpockets.com slash forums. Otherwise, that's it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, you know, be safe. Enjoy your family. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and all that for, for all the latest updates from BP. But uh, enjoy your holidays and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Show 103, which is our New Year's episode, isn't it, Brandon? That it is. All right. Looking forward to it. All right, guys. I'm Josh Dorkin. Signing off. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom and the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals and enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and bam, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.